0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast, episode 18 or 19 or 20. I don't really know. Um, I'm pretty sure it's 18. Uh, my guest today is my buddy Brian Pinnick. Brian and I have been friends since we were, uh, I don't know, I was like 14. Freshman in high school, he was a sophomore. We were on the same wrestling team, and uh, he came into town for some business, and he's at my house drinking beers. And uh, so I'm like, get on the podcast. Say hello, Brian. Hey, glad to be on with Timmy Gaither. <laughs> uh, Brian and I, uh, when was the first time we met? Was it wrestling before we actually met? Was wrestling season?
1: It, you know what? It was actually, it was when you were in eighth grade and I was in ninth grade. After wrestling season, we did kids. Okay. So Leonard had the. Uh, okay, had so I was in like eighth grade. The freshman and sophomore doing kids. You were in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Right. What do you remember about me? I don't know. I guess you were pretty good. <laughs> huh. I mean, I knew your brother, right? I mean, but your we never do we ever talk or anything? You know what? I mean, I think, like, that first... Like, when you were in eighth grade and I was in ninth grade, not so much. And then maybe the next year... Yeah. Like, when it was obvious that we were both wrestling, then we probably yeah, probably talked. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you were... Uh, Pinnock was our 103-pounder, and...
1: What did you cut from? Well, actually, my freshman year, I didn't really even have to cut. I was kind of right there. Well, your but, sophomore year when I first Yeah, got I was there. probably, it was it was right in the middle of a growth spurt. So, I think like at the beginning of the football season, I was probably 115 or so. And then I, you know, so I had to cut down from whatever, like 118 to 103. But then I hit a growth spurt right in the middle of that winter. So, I probably was going to weigh 130 at the end of the winter. Yeah. So, it was yeah, pretty brutal when you're five foot nine. Yeah, kids five foot nine,
0: cutting down to one hundred and three pounds. I remember when you when you would get down to one hundred and three or close to it, you wear like one hundred and eight, and your waist was probably like I don't know twenty four inches. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was not healthy. I would not recommend that. I for mean, it was your his waist was so tiny, and you would have like, you would wear like three t shirts and then like a and then like a uh, a thermal and then like a one of those big flannel shirts and it would still hang off you right you'd have like four shirts
1: on and oh. it would still fuck oh out. yeah because i'd try to be sweating off more weight so i always have to wear as many shirts as possible <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did you like wear sweatpants underneath your jeans i think i i think i like double up on boxers i was trying to do anything <laughs> to, to sweat out more <laughs> right that's funny, dude. Yeah, I remember.
0: I remember how freaking skinny you were. Like seeing you with your shirt off and just being like, "How's this kid gonna cut another five pounds?" Like, oh, you, I, I remember, you can
1: already see through him. Oh, I time. I would like the best part of my day on a in that sophomore season was Friday night. I'd go and shop for what I was gonna eat the next morning, like after we weighed in for a tournament. And I, you know, and you don't buy healthy stuff. Like you're just loading up on honey buns and. You know, anything that you're dreaming about, right? And right. Those, those nights before, I'd sleep in a trash bag, try to sweat it out, dehydrate because I probably haven't drank water since Thursday, and um, would, uh, would literally have dreams about what I was going to eat. So after weigh-ins, i like make weight, and then, then i just gorge myself, right? With yeah. Eating as much as you could, which is bad plan for a 103 pounder, because you're the first match of the tournament. Yeah. So now you've just stuffed yourself. You know so now I'm probably like 110, and then I'm getting in there. and Yeah, every now and again, some, some kid would shit their pants,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like some kid that had been cutting too much weight because oh. it just goes right
1: through you. Oh, I remember like the first triple duel that season. I think I'd stopped at McDonald's, got like Egg McMuffin, whatever, and we're in the middle of West I think it was Washington, and uh, the kid I was wrestling was he was quicker and stronger than me, he just wasn't that good. And uh, I somehow kind of ended up beating him, but he was his name was Lee Washington and he did like a you know tight got, waist. yeah, tight ways, he got me and I puked all over the mat like the end of the second <laughs> period. And Coach Leonard's like, I'll pin it you can't be eating an egg and muffin before a match
0: <laughs> <laughs> Coach Leonard. Do you remember the uh, first uh First practice that I went to that uh, you tell this story pretty good about.
1: uh, Oh, that's kind of how I remember. I mean, that's like what I would say, like our first meeting. I mean, I knew you before, but that was like how I basically remember meeting you was we're going Mm -hmm. in. It was was the first practice of,
0: uh, I think it was the first practice of high school my freshman year. Yeah. And, uh, And he would line up he would line us, he was, like, talking about who tells
1: us. Well, yeah, well, what he do is he'd, he'd, he'd introduce all his lettermen, right? Then he'd go through everybody and what his expectations were for him for the year. Then he'd kind of go through the guys that he expected to be on varsity and same thing. Like So I was kind of in that boat because I didn't letter my freshman year, but so I'm getting lined up as, like, you know, Pinnock's going to be our 103 pounder, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then he goes into all the up-and-comers, like the Kids, incoming freshmen. Incoming freshmen that are coming from kids wrestling, so he knows them. And so he's, you know, he and he knows them pretty intimately because he's gone to these tournaments. So he's, I just remember him like, yeah, we got this guy, you know, Jim Marks, who's we're expecting big things out of. And, you know, Danny Irwin, you know, s- little brother of Jason, you know, he did very well, blah, blah, blah. And then we got uh, Timmy Gafer. Timmy Gafer did extraordinary in kids. He was 37-1 last year, third in state. But guess what, Timmy? Welcome to high school. This ain't kids wrestling anymore. I mean, that was his introduction to the team.
0: Yeah, like he spent like he spent like a minute on Jim and Dan, my friends who are also freshmen. And then when he got to me, he basically just said, Timmy Gaither, 37-1 last year, third in state. Welcome to high school, Timmy. Let's start practicing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, the other thing I remember is any time during practice, like if you didn't step, if you weren't like stepping on the line, he single handedly called you out. Oh, Timmy, don't want to step on the line. Everyone, run ten minutes. Oh, we're gonna <laughs> go do stairs. Like he was out to get you.
0: Yeah, well, and then the reason was because my brother—I've told this on other podcasts about how good my brother was, but he was always ineligible. But Coach Leonard had tremendous respect for him. But he also kind of hated him because he was the difference one year of them winning state or not winning state. Anyway, he had this monster in his room that was worthless to him because he was never eligible to wrestle. So he kind of took it out on me my first couple years of high school. And uh, yeah, he was uh, extraordinarily. My sophomore year, um, before I stopped wrestling my, my sophomore year, I remember it. I let Jimmy N'Jayko escape or something real quick, and he goes, he stopped practice. He goes, Gafa, that was asinine. <laughs> yeah. That was the first time I'd ever heard the word asinine. I was like, what's asinine? You have to go look it up in a dictionary. I knew it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know what it meant. He was a smart dude. He like, taught English and... And uh, oh, we taught oh we taught trigonometry, like calculus. Trig in
1: English though is that even is that? I I don't remember. were not you English, supposed to be him. one brain or the other? I I don't. I think he was. He was a very intelligent man. He uh, he knew exactly what he was getting out of you. I remember. He knew he had to motivate you. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I
0: remember Kathy Leonard being like telling me that like at home he'd be like Kathy. I am the smartest man you will ever know. <laughs> you know, because that was his family, he, and he very well could have and been. And he probably, yeah, he wasn't just talking shit. He was like, "I am the most intelligent man you will ever know." <laughs> yep. And and yeah, he was a smart dude, and uh, but tough, and
1: uh, oh, extremely, yeah, extremely. But you know what? I mean, as tough as he was, I mean, he, you look. I mean, no, I I never wanted to quit because of him. I mean, he was. If, if anyone quit the wrestling team, he made them out to be such a pussy that you were just like, all right, I'm going to quit going. I'm going to keep going, keep going, keep going because you know not want to be one of those guys. You
0: know what, though? When when uh, my sophomore year, I, I did quit, and I lost a lot of weight in a short amount of time. And I wish that I, you know, now that I'm an adult, and I realized, shit, all I had to do was talk to the guy. But I was so scared of him, you know, and I didn't really have my dad who I could ask any advice to, because <laughs> yeah. this would have been like, well, fuck him, <laughs> you know, or uh, something. Um, so I didn't really have anybody to talk to about it, and, and he was not an excused guy, so I was just so scared of him. But looking back, I'm like, I should have just said, Coach, I'm cutting way too much weight. I'm not my brother. Please stop being mad at me about him. You know, that kind of shit. And he and, But then when I, when I did quit, it was like he realized, like, oh. I may have pushed this one too far, <laughs> because yeah. I started when I was fucking seven, you know. Right, right, right. So there right. was that aspect of it too. I was kind of burned out, and and it was just hard. And 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 then when I came back my junior year, Coach Leonard could not have been nicer. I was yeah. so scared to call that dude, and when I finally called him the day before wrestling practice started, I was like, I was telling you I have some talent, and I'd like to wrestle. <laughs> You know, my voice is cracking. He's like, Oh, we'd love to have you, Timmy. And I was like, It was like a brick of a, a backpack of bricks just off my
1: back. Well, so I, I don't know how much sympathy you had for you. I mean, you, you may remember it better than me, but when, remember the day that you decided not to show up and I got bumped in your place. So I was, I've gone from 103 <laughs> and the next year I think I was doing 130. Right? Yeah, I, thought, and, uh, I still feel bad about and that. And uh, who was the kid from Topeka West? Uh, Scott Tremblay. Yeah, yeah. So, Tremblay. So, I get up there, and he just throttles me. Scott Tremblay was a uh, two-time
0: undefeated state champ. Yeah. And, and used to, like... He was a college All-American. He, I mean, he was really talented wrestler. He used to, like, put halves in with his legs and shit. Just to mm-hmm. do some
1: yeah so I mean like I so I Finnick had to wrestle him yeah so I I pride myself on not being pinned but I think he like tech follow, he was like seventeen three. he tech followed me I'm out I'm like I'm embarrassed I'm like and Leonard's going nuts he's like Timmy Gafer can't show up Gets one of my little men destroyed what's going on he was pissed at you then
0: oh he was mad at me then right yeah. after it happened yeah but um at like like <laughs> later on when I talked to him uh, in the stairwell and uh you know, when I when I actually quit, um, then we had a, a, a good conversation. Yeah, and Dan said he never said anything bad about me. No, him. I don't remember again, him doing that again after that. But you know, looking back, I just wish I would have. I just wish I would have talked to him
1: or known what to say to I him. I mean, I mean, let's be honest though. I mean, you got out of there with a state championship. Like, what do you? Was it you thought you were going to do your sophomore year that what? you didn't do your senior year? Kyle Lee's won it my sophomore year, and I. Think I could have beaten him. I did
0: too, but I don't know if you could have beat James Cheatham. Uh, hopefully, I wouldn't have had to wrestle Cheatham.
1: No, wasn't that what Lee's won? That was one forty.
0: Yeah, but hopefully, maybe I would have gotten on the other side of the bracket. No,
1: yeah, or maybe,
0: maybe I think James Cheatham got beat because he like got drunk or something. No, I already got stoned before the match. There's no reason that he, he did a something to get fucked up and uh, lost to a guy that. James Sheedon was good, this kid from Wynow. Oh, he's a freak. He was kind of like my brother. He was only eligible the second semester. <laughs> right. I mean, up.
1: you knew you didn't, You wanted yeah. to wrestle Lyon out in the first part of the year. Yeah, because James Sheedon was going to be an he eligible. He was going to be <laughs> an eligible. Right. It's true. It's a good but, point. Yeah.
0: But, uh, I mean, I remember him tech-falling Willie Burns. Sorry if you listen to this podcast, Willie, but I remember him tech-falling you. And I remember we were at... Uh, we were in science class or something. He was, like, the teacher aide in there. And Willie and I used to sit there and talk. And Willie would chew and, like, swallow it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, where do you Yeah, spit I love that. <clears throat> where do you throat> throat> spit that? He goes,
1: I usually get it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, every now and then I'd bum a chew from him, like, before class. Yeah. And uh, I just figured, hey, this is how Willie does it. So, because I just... He was actually the one to introduced me to chewing. Willie Burns Never.
0: was... uh 140 pounder when I was a freshman, he was a sophomore, or he was a senior rather, and he was just meaner than shit, first first and only bloody nose I've ever had in wrestling was wrestling Willie Burns, and uh, I remember Willie, uh, Coach Leonard used to say, don't abuse Willie, don't abuse, just wrestle, just to wrestle,
1: <laughs> but that didn't stop him, he'd still abuse you. Yeah, no, he was, uh, He no, I think he kind of like, was like, this is how you cut weight, curbs your appetite, you take a chew. And yeah, you just cheek it right, and remember getting out of like English class, swallowing that for forty-five minutes, or whatever, and just puke it in the bathroom of the west halls. So you were swallowing it, thinking since Willie does it, right, I can do it. You can shoot, you can swallow Right, and eventually I learned how, but you know, not not as a freshman. You learned how to swallow your cheese bit? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still not good. I mean, I I quit chewing years ago, but yeah, yeah. Every, I haven't
0: had a shoe in forever either, but I used to like having them in a movie theater. Yeah. Just keep adding on to that sucker, spitting in this. It's so gross. kind of a disgusting habit. Oh, it's a really right? disgusting habit. You want to hear the grossest fucking thing I've ever done in my life, panic I accidentally drank my brother's chew spit. Oh, just a close. Just a touch, because that's all you can get down. But uh, he, he used to spit in this A&W bottle, like a plastic. It looked, you know, and when he filled it up about halfway, it looked like <laughs> A&W. Not like the same one, but he would just spit in different ones, you know, sitting on the table, and I came in one time, it was summertime, hot as hell, so I tipped it up, and, oh, it's the grossest thing I've ever done in my life, was have a little That's bit of... That's the grossest British. thing
1: you've ever done in your life?
0: A little bit of chew spit in your mouth from someone else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
1: the grossest thing you've ever done. <laughs> I mean, you live down here in L.A., I mean, I mean go over to West Hollywood. <laughs> well, I didn't move here until I was in my 30s, so... Uh,
0: gross shit uh, alright so to speak needs more
1: beer? Needs yeah more beer? you might have <laughs> my don't grab one yeah. keep asking me whatever question that you want for
0: your little podcast um my little podcast uh yeah Pinnick was uh Pinnick was one of the people who got to witness how good my brother was remember that guy we were talking about two seconds ago Willie Burns what a badass he was and how tough he was my brother pinned Willie and sent a wrestle off which is Kind of what led to, then he had, then Willie moved up in weight, and then my brother didn't make weight. So, then he like had to bump Willie off the well, team, or yeah. not off the team,
1: but move him up to 140, yeah. and then he didn't make weight. So, yeah, I mean, this is kind of how I remember the same John was, like, the start, so, I mean, realize, the only reason I ever got into wrestling, because I was, uh. I played football and my dad had suggested that, since I was so small, you know, that you, if you wrestle, you get to go against guys your own size. Right. And then after football season, freshman year, the coaches gathered everyone in and said, hey, the most successful football players do more than one sport. I figured, oh, I'll probably play baseball, but maybe this would be the time I got for wrestling. So yeah. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm getting in there as a freshman. And your brother... Was like the he was like a, basically a coach in the room. He was a junior, but he knew more about wrestling than probably most of the coaches. Oh, absolutely. well, let's not let's not lie. I mean, than all the coaches, he was yeah. so good at, at that, and he wanted to help. Like he would go around like helping all the time. So he's like a coach in the room, but he was ineligible. I can't believe uh, so. Coach Leonard allowed him to do that. Well, I mean, he would do it when you're supposed to be arrested. Like, you know, I mean, you know how you go in, like, these sessions and you're wrestling, and then you get a little break. Cause okay. that's when he'd go around and do it. It wasn't like he was doing this in lieu which of Which goes, which also talks to how freakishly
0: in shape my brother Oh, get. Oh,
1: he was, he used to run to practice instead of driving. Yeah. for And you guys lived out of the district. Yeah, he was driving. He was running from like <laughs> he from northwest. I forgot about
0: that stuff, but yeah, he would yeah. run from northwest to West High School. Because yeah, we lived by Shawnee
1: Mission. Right, northwest. and he got a bunch of cronies. Like he got a couple guys. Uh, he
0: he would. Re- to, my brother was always like the odd man. He was kind of like you know, he wasn't super like. In with the popular kids or whatever, but he would always make friends with like foreign exchange students. Right, yeah, yeah. Like so, he would see things in people, right? Like, like oh, this dude's a badass. Like, oh, yeah. That, so that rock
1: climber from Spain, Pablo yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so he had like, he always had a few minions following him. Like, <laughs> right. And you'd see him. I'd be driving to, like, I'm a freshman. I'm not even supposed to be driving. I, like, yeah. I was 15. I had a permit or whatever just for the license. So I'd be driving to wrestling practice and then. I passed them on 87th, like Jim and like four dudes way behind him running to to practice. So yeah. he was insane. So he'd get in there, and he was so good. I mean, he. But they, I think Leonard had him pegged to be 130. Like he's going to be the 30 pounder. Yeah. And so he gets in. Well, turns out he really can't make 130. And he so, he made
0: it one time. Okay, so he he wrestled so he, in that tournament.
1: Well, that was at, well. So he he. He's gonna be thirty. So the thirty pounder that was in there that had been wrestling varsity all year is like, wow, I can't beat Gaither, and I don't want to go to JV. So he, I think he just quit. Well, it comes up, it's it's past that January time frame where you have to, you can't go back. So he goes in and he, all of a sudden, is like, can't make thirty, and I think that's when Willie and him had the wrestle off, and he, I think he won that tournament at thirty five, if I remember right.
0: And uh, so I don't know no I think he won the tournament at 130 he may he may have 30 or 35. I, th- I thought it was 35 but anyway
1: he I think I thought it was like he made it 30 made it 30 knocked the 30 pounder out but couldn't go back to 30 because he hadn't made that weight and so then he wrestled off Willie beat Willie Willie bumps up knocks the 140 pounder out yeah so now now Jim's the 135 pounder Willie's the 40 pounder. Cather goes in, Jim wins the tournament at 35. Easy. You know, first tournament he's wrestling, dominates it. Three and yeah. three Like 50 second pin. Now Willie is knocked out a senior. So now Willie had to bump up from 35 to 40. And then the next week for the next duel, Jim couldn't make weight or whatever happened. So now basically instead of having a 30, 35, and 40 pounder, we're open at 30. Thirty-five and Willie's had to bump up another weight class. So Jim so, fucked up the whole team. So that's pretty much why Coach Leonard didn't like you coming in. <laughs> but hands down, Jim Gaither was probably the best high school wrestler I ever saw.
0: Yeah, and that was in the age of Eric Aiken and all those guys. Well, and I never got to wrestle with Eric
1: Aiken. Well, but obviously, but he was he was. Really I'm good.
0: biased, but I think at, I think at one point my brother could have beaten Eric um, when they were still in high school. And who knows how good my brother could have become, but anyway, it's here nor there, it's over, but uh, yeah, I, I always like to hear people say that that kind of thing, and Coach Leonard said it during practice, he goes, Jimmy Gatho could have been the best wrestler Shawnee Mission West ever had, Yeah. and I couldn't believe he said it, but
1: it was cool to hear But the it. good thing is, I mean, you you end up winning a state championship, so, I mean... Yeah,
0: I remember I got in the van after uh, state, and I had my big old bracket, and Coach Leonard goes... Your brother don't got one of those, does he? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gotta love Coach Lynn. (laughs) Yeah. And, And I was... But I was the opposite of my brother, too. Like, I wasn't... I didn't show people stuff. And it was probably because of... I mean, I just didn't go around trying to coach people and stuff. I didn't... I don't know. My brother and my dad did it so much. You know, my dad was the bragger, and my brother was the one that loved to show people stuff. So... I hated when my brother would come up to me like after a match I'd be all hot and sweaty and tired and he'd be like remember this Tim you didn't do this you could have done this and he'd be all wrestling man I'm like get the fuck off me he just loved that part of it you know yeah Um, what the heck was that talking about he should have
1: gone into wrestling coaching wrestling well he did he
0: he coached uh, kids for a long time and, and, and a lot of the kids that he coached are doing great now and they were I mean they were doing great when he coached them but They've gone on and done great things, and it all started with my brother. I mean, he's just got an eye for it, and he's yeah. got a kid that's uh, going to be a badass, too.
1: Yeah.
0: I think. You know, who knows? Is that you know, champ, or little, is it, little champ? Little Champ. Little Champ. I love that name. Yeah. You no pressure there. His middle name is Ian. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So, huh. Champ Ian. Yeah, champion. champion. That's great. <laughs> that's freaking Yeah, great. and he is a champion, too. No matter what he does, the kid's... Smart as hell, and and you know that's the thing that I was telling the other day on this podcast by my brother. Like, you know, if if everything had gone the way it was, could have for him athletically and all that, um he wouldn't have the life he does now. He wouldn't have the kids he has now. They wouldn't be going on to do the things they're doing. You know, it's just how fucking life is. Yeah. So
1: that's how we make ourselves feel better about not right, our right, goals. exactly. Even though he put. <laughs> an unbearable pressure on his kid that he'll never live up to.
0: <laughs> no, he's good about that stuff. He doesn't, you know. I mean, when we were growing up, it was like, Dad doesn't love me because I didn't win today. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee my brother's my brother's kids don't feel that way but my brother and I could definitely feel like who won the tournament that weekend versus who had gotten second <laughs> it was definitely a palpable feeling in the Gaither household oh, that's <laughs> you didn't want to wrestle last week oh <laughs> shit <laughs> but now Brian is uh, we went on to K-State together and uh, drank a lot together um, Pinnock always uh some, something about Brian and our relationship, any time that we have been in a group setting, like, I didn't give a shit if anybody thought I was funny, as long as Pinnock was laughing. Like, like that meant more to me than, like, if we were in a car full of people and they're all like, God, you're being off. As long as Pennick thought it was funny, I was like, yeah, well, fuck off. Pinnock <laughs> thinks it's funny. So there's something always been about you that some kind of a big brother thing that... Uh, uh, Remember when we were in we always and share kind of this negative sense of humor you know like we're not really half glass half full kind of guys for the most part like I I remember we were on spring break and Darren Davis our friend is like the most positive person you've ever met in your life and uh Pennick and I were being ourselves and he was like you guys are so negative and i go fuck off <laughs> 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 we both started laughing
1: that was funny man yeah the uh, the, I remember when you you decided you were going to get into comedy Oh, and and Darren and you throw the and 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 Darren most optimistic guy ever yeah very optimistic and you come in and you're like guys I've been thinking about this I mean I don't know I figured I was just going to be like an English teacher I was excited about what I was going to do or for the first teacher, time in my right? entire college grade. Right. Like, you've been going through college. You didn't know. I think you were going to be a history teacher. You said, look. Like, I was, was going to
0: teach and coach wrestling is what I kept saying. Essentially,
1: right? And I remember, I remember you like, you're, I do. I mean, like, your reasons are very valid. Like, you say, look, I don't give a shit if anybody learns history. <laughs> but there's got to be some kids out there that think nobody gives a shit about. And if I can be a teacher that lets them know that I'm the guy that cares about them, then that will be fulfilling. I said that. Yeah, and I remember thinking, oh, that's that's the reason you go into teaching. That's a very valid." Sounds reason. noble. I should have done right. it. It does. I mean, <laughs> but then you were like, then you start talking about like coaching wrestling. You're like, I don't, I don't know about coaching wrestling. Like these kids either have talent or they don't. Like my brother will be good at coaching wrestling. He could take some kid and like really teach them they have talent, but. If I get in with these kids and they can't do a move, I'm don't. I'm not i not going to have the patience for that. Should I really be coaching wrestling? And he came to the, the realization, you're like, you know what I really love to do? I love making people laugh. I think I want to go into comedy. And we're sitting there, and Darren Davis, the most optimistic guy in the world, is like, yeah, but Timmy, I mean, you're funny in front of us, but that's a whole nother deal. You get out in a crowd. I mean, you can't do that. You're not a thespian. Like those guys got to think on their feet. I mean, I mean, you'll fail miserably. That'll be horrible. <laughs> You're not a thespian. <laughs> I mean, what a dream crusher, right? <laughs> and, but I, but I, I remember thinking that I'm like, dude, I wish I had the balls to just be like, hey, I'm gonna go do what I love to do, and I don't care about going out and getting a job and making money or whatever. I want to just do what I want to do. At least give it a shot, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was a little more, uh, I was pretty pragmatic about it, too. Like, I was like, I figured, I figured, uh, I can do this for a living. My whole thing was, I can do that for a living, even if I don't get famous. Because after I heard Bill Hicks, I was like, that's the funniest guy I've ever heard, and I've never heard of him. So, obviously, he makes a living doing it. That sounds pretty cool. You know, I can make I can make a fucking I can make money doing that? And I just knew that I could do it, and I went to a counselor the next day, and I was like, yeah, I've got all these credits, I might as well get a degree, and... She was like, "You can have a social science degree next semester," and I was like, "All right, I'll take one of those." And I uh, got home, and she called me, and she was like, "I feel like I didn't advise you very well." And she told me about this book, and anyway, that was that was the first time I was excited about it, and I do remember Darren. Like you said, he's the most positive person you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> and that day, he's like, "You can't do that." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, but that was just my. Uh, yeah, we were all always kind of a little pessimist. Plus, it was a, it was a couple. It was an excuse to be uh, um, not not you know
1: having a real job. Yeah, put off the real world. <laughs> put off the real right, world. Right. I mean, for if you tell people years. you tell people you're doing comedy, then they're like, "Oh, okay, you're doing something."
0: Yeah, and I remember telling you that. I go, I go, I, even if I'll, I'll do it for a couple of years and then try to learn how to do it, and if I suck, then I'll just try to get a job. I've got a degree. And I'll just tell them, I'll just tell them I've been trying to do this for a couple years and I'll think it's cool. And then, you know. I
1: mean, I, I, I remember being on spring break with you. This has been like, what, 98. And you did the Australian accent that night. We were in Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. I think you got laid that night. I got pretty close. Okay. So you're, you're basically acting like an Australian. And I think the whole week, like, nobody, none of these females down there really want to talk to you. Then all of a sudden you became an Australian, and they couldn't get enough of you. Like yeah. you're surrounded by females, right? I, I I mean I think that gave you the right. Then you're like I need to go. I need to I need to run with this. I yeah, need to a lot I, of I need professional. I need to figure out how to take these talents I have to do different voices, or whatever. Yeah. And 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 run with it, right?
0: Yeah, that was the first. I, I did that <laughs> voice too on. Uh, the first time, too, was I was about 10 or 11 years old, and we went to this place every year down there called Silver Something and down by Branson. And my, my uh, aunt and uncle had like a timeshare down there where you could park your camper. I forget what that place was called, but it was cool. They had all these pools and all this other stuff. And we went, it was in Branson, Missouri, and we went to a Bald Knobbers concert, one of those cheesy Branson shows. And they were asking questions from the crowd. And I was like, three cheers from Australia. And, you know, some dumb shit like that. And they're like, where are you from? And I started bantering back and forth with the guy. And that's when I was like, I think I could do this shit. And then every now and again in college, I'd get the right drunk and I'd start talking to people. And before I knew it, there'd be like a little bit of crowd around me. And I'd be making them all laugh. And I was like, I think I can do this. They just knew that I could do that. Even though, you know, I had been so nervous about everything my whole life. But even with that, I was like, I think I can do that. It, it's like different. I become someone else. But if I was to, when I had to get, speak at like my grandmother's funeral, I was shitting my pants. Because that's not supposed to be funny. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> no, it's you know, not supposed to be funny at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're not up there telling a joke. Telling and when, I, and when I get
0: up there, no matter how scared I am, when I get yeah. on that stage, I don't get, I'm not scared. Like, it can be the biggest, scariest dude. When I'm up there, I'm like, fuck you. Then I get down. I'm like, I hope that guy didn't come up.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you don't really have to see anyone came to your show again
0: either. Well,
1: they come up to you after the show when you're well. I mean, they could be, be like, awesome. "Dude, you, you sucked. You're not funny." And you're like, "Yeah, fuck yourself. Yeah, you know, <laughs> never see you again." Right?
0: Yeah, unless they want to fight you there in the lobby, which well, has happened a couple times. Right? I mean, it used to happen to you. When you were Actually, younger. when you, when I was on the only times I've been on stage and someone acted like they were gonna get wanted to get physical after the show, like there's been verbiage between us like that, then those are the people that always come up and buy shit after shows. They're like, well, I could help you. Well, like, they, they feel bad. Yeah, or they just thought they were part of the show. Right. A lot of people genuinely think they want you to do that. You help right. them when you heckle. Right? right. They think that. Is that like Brian Hunt? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brian Hunt has come to a few shows. When I was very first starting out, he would come to shows and he would, I'd say something and I'd hear my I'd hear my best friend from high school go, "What an asshole!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Brian Hunt, I mean, he, I mean, great guy, right? Great yeah. guy. Come to shows and one he would just one of the funniest start,
0: people on the planet.
1: Oh yeah, we would start heckling you. The the one I remember the best was he's calling you out and he stopped him in the middle and you're like, "Hey, buddy." I don't come down to where you work and start knocking cheeseburgers off the shelf. Yeah, that's that's that, called the stock line. Yeah. But, uh, well,
0: yeah. whatever. It shot them off. It's pretty good. Yeah, well, it was pretty good, especially because I'd only been doing comedy a few months and my dickhead friend is literally heckling me. And he would say stuff like that under his breath, like after the laughter died down. He'd go, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit like that. You're like, thanks. He, he would do it every show. <laughs> Every show he came to and he'd be like I'm sorry cuz he thought, thought he it. was part of the act. Yeah. yeah. And he'd always get hammered. Brian was so funny. Do you mm-hmm. we ever with him when he would pull the falling down thing? Oh, the, the guy was hilarious. I'm sure he still is. He would go through an airport and you know in the in the terminal, in the, I don't know what you call it when you the little tunnel front going from the plane to the airport. Um, he would he would be in this big crowd of people and he'd wrap his legs his bag around his legs and make himself fall. Just, he fell into a fountain one time. Were you there for hundred dollars? Dude, I just did that At a airport. fancy restaurant. I did that
1: airport trick in February, and but it wasn't room room. on purpose. I was, I was leaving Vegas. They, oh. Yeah, too too many cocktails. You should have sued him, dude. <laughs> I he got you drunk and let you on the plane. Uh, no. no, I can't sue him. My favorite airline. <laughs> <I> Man,
0: <laughs> that guy who got ten million dollars. Most people think he should have gotten that. What guy?
1: What are you talking about? You haven't heard? You don't know about no,
0: that? No, it's been a couple months now. This guy got jerked off of a plane. That didn't sound. He right. got jerked off on a plane. <laughs> it sounds off. like they should have been paying him. No, this guy like they overbooked the flight. <laughs> oh, well, was this Dude, the old yeah, guy
1: that like United Airlines? He was a. United, United he United. Was, a did, uh, was he a? They, phys- he, he said he was a, a physician, but he, he, he was had a his doctor. His He's license has like, been revoked. Yeah, revoked. He's been revoked. selling opioids. and... Yeah. Or, yeah. This
0: is not an honest man. No. And and you know that if you sit there long enough, that it's eventually going to get physical. And he was thinking in his head as soon as they touched I him. I don't
1: know what he was thinking. Is that the, the problem is... He was is thinking
0: because he's a shady dude. He'd been busted for some shady shit. Yeah. So he knew that if he sat there long enough, and if they got physical, which yeah. they would eventually have to do, yeah. then he was going to sue the fuck I out saw of him. him turn
1: into a dead fish like while they're
0: taking him off there. So. Yeah, he knew what was coming. Yeah. He was just waiting for it. Can't wait till they drag me off this plane. I'm gonna right. count money every time my head hits something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they Whoa. gave him ten million.
0: That's supposedly what he got. Yeah. The uh, the lady I just worked with, uh, she had some funny jokes about about uh, about it, but um, <laughs> but I still think it was bullshit. He knew it was gonna happen. Anyway, I don't know why we started talking about that. Yeah, I remember the story vaguely. Yeah, so, anyway. um, Yeah, I wrote down some questions here. You got questions for me? I, I wrote down a few. We've already, we've already pretty much. What's the best part of having uh, daughters, Pennick? Oh, yeah. Well, I got twin daughters. Twin daughters. Um. I wrote my joke. I've got a joke about how um, people who deserve to have children, like, love each other and have a nice home and good jobs and would be good parents. They're typically the ones who have the most trouble having kids, and people who have no business having children have like twelve. And Pennick had a hell of a time him and his wife um, getting pregnant in the first place. It took them a minute, and uh, so th- there's that, and that's that's why I wrote that joke. But he ended up getting twin girls, so they didn't get just one. They got
1: well. Two, uh, well, I mean, let's took more than a minute. I mean, it took, like, from, say, 2005 to 2009. Well, a minute doesn't so mean like a minute. four years. It means? Yeah, no. I mean, so, yeah. And so then we had to, like, go to, like, whoa, what's going on? Like, we pulled the goalie, and all of a sudden, I remember, went in, and they said, oh, she should take Clomid. And I remember talking to a work colleague, and she goes, oh, you guys are going to have twins. As soon as, as soon as that. Really? I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, oh, yeah, every everyone I know that's taking that has twins, and sure enough, you know, makes makes them more fertile. So, yeah, so we end up with... What's a, it called? Because I wouldn't mind having twin boys. Just getting ooh, it I there. don't think you know what you're talking about. Yeah. It sounds great in theory. Like, yeah, getting it out with one shot if you want to have more than one sibling. But uh, I would not advise it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, so I know.
0: Three or four. Well,
1: I mean, let's so, so I remember when the OBGYN told us, like, we had uh, two heartbeats, not one. I kind of froze for a while, because it's, you know, it's going through your head, like, two college educations, two, two everything, when you're just, like, waiting to hear, like, oh, do we have a kid or not, and my wife was ecstatic, and I wasn't saying a thing, and so that, that wasn't Because you're doing math in your head. Well, yeah, and then and then maybe four or five months later, we're trying to figure out, like, the sex of the baby, and and they were very active, so the OBGYN, oh, I said, oh, I think you may have a boy in there, so it already kind of got in my head, like, oh, I had have a boy, maybe two, like you know. And so we go in, and she pays some somebody to tell us because we she was going back for a baby shower in Kansas City and wanted to know. So dubs out some money, and so I'm in there, and they they look, and first one they're like, "Oh, baby A is female." So I'm thinking, like, "Oh, good, we're gonna have one of each." And then she's looking, and there's no, there's nothing, and so it already hit me because she's not finding. What she needs to find, and so I already know. But as soon as she says, she goes, "Oh, yeah, baby B is also female." Uh, I and I inadvertently let out a oh, "shit, I'm screwed," right? <laughs> and, and both the lady doing the ultrasound and my wife just turned, just stare at me like I'm the devil. Yeah. But I mean, I'm like, oh, what am I gonna do with this? Right? Two females. I will say, I mean. I mean, they're only seven, so it's been, so far, it's been great, right? And I don't know what it's like. I don't have anything to compare it to having boys, but having two daughters, I mean, they they love their dad, right? So it's been just, it's been awesome.
0: Well, I think they'll be okay, because they do love their dad, and you are not stupid. You know, like, they're not going to be able to get a lot past you, because you are the guy who... Most of the guys I know who got the most girls in high school and college had girls. And I think God was like, here you go.
1: <laughs> oh, it's definitely God's <laughs> payback, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but it would be good for him because, you know, you were that little asshole that they're going to have to contend with. You were that guy in high school. So you know everything the enemy is thinking. Well, you Because you
1: were... Well, I mean, yeah, yeah it's true. I you mean, were but... a nice kid. You were, a, you know, but... Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, here's the thing: is that <laughs> eventually, I mean, just the amount of estrogen in the household is not going to be good, right? I mean, I'm out number three to one. Yeah, um,
0: there's a oh, lot yeah. of Don't emotions get me wrong. You're going not completely on. Completely
1: not fucked. No, I mean, I'm I'm still kind of <laughs> fucked, but it's but, but it's right still now impossible. it's
0: got to be great. I've heard that. When they're little, especially little girls, are awesome. And then, and then they'll come and visit you, you know, someday.
1: Right, like they'll take care. Of, like when you, when you're dying, when you're laying around with liver damage and COPD will. and whatever. Yeah. I mean, do you think your son's gonna come take care of you? Yeah. No, no, no. You need a daughter. Yeah. Right. You need a daughter for that. But as far as like, like when they're in high school and yeah, you probably rather have a son at that point.
0: Yeah. For those four years, but right. then after that, well, maybe the eight years. <laughs> maybe college, while in college, yeah, 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 right. For that eight years, you'd rather have a boy. Right. So yeah, everything's a give and take, I guess. But we've talked about, and I talked about it last week on my podcast, a little bit about uh, um, nature's cruel little joke. You know, when yeah. you're young and you've got, you know, like we were talking about, we were went eating McDonald's and shit after making weight. Um, you know, your 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 body can recover so fast. And, and you can get in shape so quick when you're that age. And then you get older and you're like, oh, if I eat healthier, I feel better. But your body's still going to shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we have our, our, uh, our sexual peaks are different ages. You know, women, men, and all that shit. So it's all just a joke. I
1: know. Well, that's why teachers keep sleeping with their students, right? Yeah. Right? They're, they're hitting their sexual peak and so is the 17-year-old guy.
0: Yeah. It's how, yeah, maybe that's how it should be. Maybe it should be that way from now on. <laughs> maybe from now on, if uh, if it's, I don't know, Rich rich uh, Little, the, the uh, famous impressionist, you know, the legend, mm-hmm. he was just, I was just working with him in Vegas, and not with him, but on the same venue, and uh, he's got a 37-year-old assistant, he's 80.
1: Well, I, mean, I was kind of talking the opposite when like the guy was seventeen and the gal right. was thirty. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you never stop being a pervert, I guess. weird dude. But I mean, can you imagine like in our day and age, like if if there was some like good looking thirty year old teacher out there sleeping with a student? Yeah, I mean, maybe there was. I mean, the, the way I figured, the only way this ever happened teachers well so you know this is the way this happened is the guy had to brag to his friends right he's 17 16 17 he's sure. he's got to tell somebody yeah right
0: if i had a hot teacher and i was 18 you don't think i right. tell you
1: right so they're telling their friends and they're like give us proof so he goes and gets the teacher busted mm-hmm. that's the only way to prove it I mean, that's the that's the only way these guys are getting caught. And then, and the, and it's funny because the moms are coming out like, "Oh, my son's been abused," whatever. I'm like, "Are you kidding me? This lucky bastard, sixteen years old, having sex with his hot twenty seven year old teacher."
0: Well, I'm not saying it can't screw him up. <laughs> you know, they probably they might not be yeah. they might screw him up down the road. But well, it's that's, still, every seventeen year old
1: guys, yeah, that's kind of like the NFL player, like, yeah, he. Made fame and fortune, and now he's screwed up. His knees are bad, and you know, he screwed up. But
0: well, the reality is, it would probably be bad, you know. Relationship wise, the older you get, if like the first woman you fell in love with was like a, a, a thirty five year old woman, that could probably yeah, you yeah, true up somehow. That's true. Like you his, know? I mean, but his... guess what? We all have relationship problems. There ain't no getting out of it. So you might as well nail your it's... hot teacher when you're eight. Right, right.
1: Like he gets into college. <laughs> he he gets into college and he's got like some virgin girlfriend. He's like he's asking her for all kinds of dirty shit that his teacher yeah. used to do. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not gonna work out so well.
0: Yeah, somehow it's going to be bad for him. But like I said, um, relationships are hard no matter how well you were raised. So,
1: <laughs> I, can, I, can. I would take getting laid by my teacher
0: when yeah, I was 17. It's like, it's, like when Wyatt, it's like in the movie Tombstone when Wyatt Earp she, he goes, never met a rich man who didn't have a guilty conscience. He goes, already got a guilty conscience. May as well have the money too.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, you need that other beer, buddy? Yeah, might cool. as well have an hour. I mean, if we're going to
1: keep talking on your podcast.
0: Today. Yeah, it's been 44 minutes, so. Uh, yeah, we'll you, keep. We'll you tell me. I mean, yeah. Uh, let's see, what else, What do you want to talk about, Brian? Um,
1: I don't know. What do you got? What do you got?
0: Uh, you probably don't remember the night you and Irwin drank all those uh, big bears. Well, sure, I do. <laughs> do you remember the night I was talking about specifically? Well, there were these, in, in Kansas City, there's a liquor store called, uh, was it, what was it? I probably shouldn't out them on the pot, who knows. But uh, it's, it's, uh, I literally have dozens of people listening to this, so i don't going to get these people in trouble. Um,
1: well, I, I don't know, <laughs> I, all I know is when we were...
0: There was this liquor store where you could get these uh, malt liquors, and they sold them in 64 ounce jugs, or 40 ounces. Well, and these fuckers, Irwin and him... Both had two a piece well, of these things. I had a forty ounce. I don't even think I drank the whole forty ounce. And I was so fucking drunk, I couldn't hardly see straight. And I just remember thinking, how did these guys drink two sixty
1: four ounces well, of these? This is what would happen. <laughs> this is well, what would Well, first of all, let's <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, I I started drinking at a very early age. Yeah. So my tolerance was pretty good. Yeah. And Irwin, I don't know that he started drinking as early, but he was a bigger... I mean, he had a good tolerance. Yeah. But it was our boy Kevin Bibb who was friends with some guys in Missouri. So we'd go over to the state line. Because you're talking about like a liquor store in the state line where they're pushing 40s or whatever. It was malt liquor. Yeah. And we used to go over there at lunch. So Irwin Bibb and I had... I don't remember study hall or something, but we would basically turn the fifth hour lunch and period drink into a whole fist. deal. Yeah, yeah, so we'd run over there get get ourselves some big bears, and then we we'd knock them down during lunch, and then <laughs> and then you'd have to stomach sixth and seventh hour, right? Because there's seven hours. And I do remember so like So you'd one... be
0: you'd, you'd you'd be on malt liquor, drinking malt liquor, and then going to class. For two oh, hours. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I remember like
1: one. I think I had English in sixth hour. I had to like go to the bathroom like two or three times in one period, which was not normal. Yeah, but you yeah. Know, after and and knocking the teacher out, didn't smell it on you. I'm sure she did, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, never said anything, so yeah, never got in trouble for it. But I, the night that you're talking about, I think I remember like we knocked down a couple of those before a party, and and we're at the party, and I mean like, we. I mean, saw don't, Jimmy
0: and Jacob kiss my high school girlfriend. That yeah, I, you, I think you.
1: With. I think you guys wrestled a little bit that night. Nah, not that no, night. We didn't. Was it? Uh, so the night I'm thinking of was a party like at Adam Dressler's house, maybe. I don't know. I, uh, well, yeah, I don't know whose house it was. I mean, th- it doesn't matter. I mean, you're you're asking like, how did we not get hand on We were hammered. I mean, I was. But I mean, I remember being like sick, drunk off mm-hmm. a goddamn forty
0: ounce because it was malt liquor, so it was like twice the alcohol. And I just didn't have that kind of tolerance. The only thing I've ever had a real tolerance for was Captain Morgan. Anything mm-hmm. Like, I could drink a, uh, almost a, a fifth of Captain Morgan before I quit drinking. Like, I'd have a little bit left in the bottom of it. But I could drink almost all of it. And But if you give me three white rum and Cokes, I was fucking pretty much in the can already. Or yeah. a six-pack. I never had a huge tolerance like you guys, except for Captain Morgan. And I never really did shots, because I never knew what that was going to turn me into <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know what to tell you a good liver I guess I used to wake up if I, I before I quit drinking I knew when I woke up with my uh, contact lenses still in and my shoes on I had done some regrettable shit oh
1: yeah that's all I
0: needed to know uh, was that I still had that I had, didn't take the time to take out my contacts or take my shoes off before I passed out that meant I had been on my
1: phone <laughs> that I had done some regrettable <laughs> shit the best wake up I ever had, senior, senior year in high school. I, we're down in South Padre Island. Yeah. And I wake up on the beach and I am butt naked on the sand, right? <laughs> and I wake up and I start walking and I slowly kind of f- follow my clothes trail, right? I pick up like, oh, there's my boxers. Put them on. Walk another, you know, 50 feet or so. Oh, there's, you know, my pair of shorts. Put them on. Walk another 50 feet. Oh, there's a wallet. Get it. Put it back in the pants. Another 50 feet. Oh, there's a hotel room key. Get wow. In there. There's a shirt. Back. Like, it's got it all back. Like, it was just a trail of of when it came off my body until when I fell down, apparently. <laughs> Complete blackout. I have no clue what happened the night before. And the walk... From where I woke up to get back to the hotel, was I mean I had to piss like three times. So you know it was a while. And I I think I was on North Padre Island, for all I know. But I (laughs) eventually made it back. I mean, and that was like you get back, you're like, hey, what happened last night? Fill me in. I went to you last night. (laughs) So you just have no clue what, what happened. That's not a good feeling at all.
0: Yeah, I had I had too many of those. I was I was a I was one of those people that I could act like I was sober enough there towards the end because I, I didn't want to do anything stupid. So I remember I'd be getting drunk, but I'd be thinking, you know, act sober. You know, like don't do anything stupid. Be polite to people. Don't, you know, because I didn't want to like walk into a work. I, I hated doing getting fucked up and then not remembering if I did anything stupid like the comedy club. Like, that's the worst thing, like, walking into a club and saying hi to the staff and being like, you know, if they don't say hi right away or if they seem kind of, you know...
1: Like, you know, what did I do? Yeah, like, they don't yeah. want
0: to talk to you right away because they're maybe just busy with something else. But my first thought was, oh, shit, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, who did I tell the
1: fuck off? Or, yeah. Or who did I hit on? Let's say, yeah. That's good. I mean, you always took the blame me first. I always took the blame them. (laughs) Well, I think it's probably
0: better. I think it. I don't know, man. It's a low self esteem thing. (laughs)
1: Like what I do, what did they do? Why are they afraid to talk to me? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, not me, man.
0: I was. uh, I just figured I had done something. Sometimes I would wake up and there would be like a fourteen minute conversation with like an ex girlfriend, and I didn't remember any of it. And that's a scary feeling. Like, yeah that's not
1: good. Well, who knows what I said yeah. kind of a
0: thing yeah. um, or the next day that was what I was going to say was I was good at pretending like I was sober and people would be like you don't remember that and I'd be like I don't remember any of that and they'd be like, <laughs> they'd be like you seemed fine I'm like yeah well that's my gift <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, pretend fun. that I'm not but I am or I was whatever. oh that's funny yeah you and I had some uh, long nights one night Brian and I, I stole it. I stole a twelve pack of beer from a, it was like a Seven Eleven by my college apartment, and I ran like two blocks with it, and then we drank mm-hmm. it in my car because Brian, my other roommate, had to get up early for some reason, and we were being loud, so we went out to my car and just sat out there till the sun came up and drank that whole thing. We were already drunk before we stole a twelve pack.
1: Yeah, what? What? Why did I we made we steal it to work it? the next day. Why did we steal it? By the way, because it was not, after we're, hours. Oh, we were out of money. No, it was after hours. They We just thought to we could it. get away
0: with it. Yeah, well, we did. I pulled my head. Oh, away. they weren't selling. That's right. Okay. Yeah, it was too uh, late to got be selling got it. Gotcha. So I just took it out of a cooler and right. Pulled my head over my face and sprinted it out. Yeah, we way. weren't that smart for college grads. Well, what's funny? We were still in college when we did it. But uh-huh. what's funny is, it's been less than. It's been less than 10 years since we did that again. Well, yeah, no, I remember us doing it. <laughs> I'm 42 now, so I was in my early 30s, and uh, I was I was a, I was drinking quite a bit then. Uh, yeah, that was a good night. You no, know, that
1: was after, I mean, you performed at Stanford's that night, right? Yeah. And then we went to, we were going to go to the casino in North Kansas City, Missouri, I guess, whatever, and so we but our reason for stealing it was it the same reason like they weren't selling it or Yeah, was it they,
0: just i think it was yeah it was too late and they had these 12 packs just sitting out front
1: you just you just said hey i don't want to pay for this
0: no i think that was just i don't i honestly don't remember oh. it was fine but we regardless. had to, we had to steal it otherwise it would have been a, it would have been illegal to buy so we had to steal it yeah it i mean illegal. i know there was a reason right <laughs> Yeah, they, yeah. They were, there was a reason. It was like 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. Right, right. It wasn't a, yeah. It wasn't legal for them to sell it, so we did them a favor and just took right. it. Right,
1: because at that point in the night, we really needed to drink more.
0: Yeah, yeah. this is in our early 30s. Anyway, Early 30s. It was last year, Tim. <laughs> it wasn't that long. Uh. But I'm, I probably wouldn't be above it if I was drinking. Um, yeah,
1: good thing you quit drinking. I mean, you never know. I mean, tonight I might, after I leave your house, I may be drive him back and say, hey, they, no more no more beer, I'll just take it. Well, maybe he will. Fuck it. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Text me. <laughs> <laughs> I just stole beer. LOL.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, one night, I did uh, some shows at the Cleveland Improv, and, uh, and my friend Billy D. Washington, who was headlining, I go, did I go up last night? Second show? He goes, you don't remember going on stage? And I was like, no. And he goes, he goes, Yeah, you went up. We did fine. He called the whole crowd cocksuckers at one point. <laughs> and I was like, Why? And he was like, I don't know, but you did. <laughs> he was like, You got him back though. So Yeah, it was a good thing you quit drinking. Yeah, well, no, I just do crack. <laughs> but I'm skinnier, so fuck it. Hey,
1: take what you can get.
0: <laughs> take what we can get. It's, we're at the 55 minute
1: mark. You're probably tired of talking. Um, are you? Yeah, I mean you, you go on if you want. I mean I gotta I gotta run to the restaurant. I, I gotta go. Uh
0: no, we're gonna we're gonna cut this at about an hour. I hope uh most people would probably quit listening forty five minutes ago. But if you <laughs> went to Shauna Mission West, I bet you're still listening. And uh who knows? Maybe we'll get another beer. you are like, "Hey,
1: who's this this buddy of Timmy Gaither's? This guy's kind of weird. He drinks a lot." We're
0: gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna cut this one and get another beer and Pinnock. And if we get really rolling, I'll just hit record again, and there'll be another episode. So, thanks for listening, everybody. God bless all of you. Check my uh, website for tour dates: timgaethercomedy and check out makingithappen.com dot com for a little Bo making. And uh, yeah, God bless all of you. Thanks. Bye.